All right, good morning. Uh, got another podcast for you. Took a week or two off due to laryngitis from interview season and head cold and half a dozen other things. Uh, today I wanted to talk about and continue the discussion on reversing coagulopathy uh, on a patient with a patient who is on anticoagulants. Uh, again, a challenging situation. If you remember, we broke, we tried to create a heuristic approach where we would, uh, when faced with a patient uh, with bleeding uh, from uh, anticoagulants, we would break it down into four basic uh, uh, approaches. One, we would identify the drug, the mechanism of action, and that would be to determine basically if it was either a platelet inhibitor or a clotting cascade inhibitor. We'd predict the time to hemostasis with no intervention, and then establish a time frame for when we would need hemostasis, and then finally pick an intervention. And there is uh, no more urgent sense of a need for intervention than when a patient has an intracranial hemorrhage. Uh, be it subdural, epidural, etc., cetera, uh, and is on an anticoagulant. Uh, so having, having considered all of that, remember the interventions that we looked at were antidotes, factors, platelets, and procoagulants, uh, that is to say antifibrinolytics. Now, uh, just after that podcast, that first podcast, uh, there was a, a nice uh, published report um, in the uh, literature on approaching this, uh, it rapid reversal, and the idea was that rapid reversal of coagulopathy might limit hematoma expansion and improve outcomes in folks with intracranial hemorrhage. Uh, and that paper is um, guidelines for reversal of, of antithrombotics in intracranial hemorrhage, and that was put out by the Neurocritical Care Society and the Society of Critical Care Medicine and many other very smart people, um, a variety of practitioners from all specialties, including emergency medicine. Uh, the folks there used the GRADE methodology, and they graded the quality of evidence from high to very low, and their strength of recommendation was uh, placed at strong conditional or good practice, good practice meaning high confidence in the recommendation, but only indirect evidence, uh, that would be hard to formally evaluate. So, uh, bottom line, uh, this is what we do, this is what we think you ought to do. And I think that paper uh, does a pretty good job. It is long, but it's best summarized by table five in the paper. And I have put together, uh, reconfigured table five to go along with the uh, approach that we take. That is to say, uh, do I have an antidote that I can use? Uh, what are the factor replacement choices? Um, what should I do if it is a platelet inhibitor, and when do I use antifibrinolytics in that case? So take a look at that, and uh, take a peek at the uh, show notes, and I'm going to try to create a PDF document that you can download, print, in color, and stick in your scrubs or white coat, so that when you're faced with an intracranial bleed on a patient who is uh, anticoagulated, you will have a go-to reference. All right? Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, hope to talk to you soon with another podcast. Uh, take care.